Hello, hello, hello. It is me, it is me, your true heel phenom, SP3. We are back once again. It is over. The road to 100 has been, we have met our destination, and now we are on the other side. This is True Heel Heat 101, 101. Uh, a new era begins. We even got... We even got a new intro. Thank you to Chris G and Stat King for that brand spanking new intro to the show. Uh, on this edition, of course, we are going to get into your latest wrestling news, including Selena Vega being released by WWE and unionization in professional wrestling. Very, very uh, interesting topic right there. We got all of the fallout from Impact Turning Point as well as Talking Shopamania to the first and the first week of New Japan Pro Wrestling Best of the Super Juniors 27 and World Tag League 2020 action. New and new. WWE champion Drew McIntyre and a showdown with the Universal champion Roman Reigns. The impact farewell for the Rascals. Week 55 of the Wednesday Night Wars. And we're going to end things off with our preview and predictions for WWE Survivor Series 2020. And maybe we'll have we'll have some interesting questions I can ask my co-host, which of course. It begins and starts and ends with the lovely, the beautiful, the princess of all the true heels, Miss Chrissy Love. Hello, hello, hello. Do we need to really talk about Survivor Series, the lack of Survivor Series, friend? That's, that's why I said I might make it interesting by asking you, like, Survivor Series themed questions. We got the 30 okay. years of uh, The Undertaker celebration. So we're, we're, we're going to make it interesting. I've been on Wrestling Travel this week. Uh, their podcast, congratulations to them for having their 20th episode. I've been on uh, Wrestling Daily. So I got some interesting questions from doing those podcasts that I can share with you guys and see your guys' opinion. Of course, we got to thank our proud sponsors our good friends over at wrestling travel like i said before congratulations to them on their 20th episode of their podcast danny and justin clapper doing great things over there thank you justin for your great introduction and 100th birthday uh message to us for true hill no. 100 yeah. and we have a very big announcement true hill <laughs> heat to start off our new era for over 100 episodes, we are now going to be available for you folks in the UK on Powered 4 TV. Powered 4 TV is a great streaming service, streaming site that gives you great quality content. whole bunch of promotions like TNT Wrestling, 1PW Wrestling. Um, as well as great podcasts, uh, lockdown sessions from our good friend Justin Clapper and Wrestling Travels av available over there. And now, True Hill Heat, you can watch it on that website. And we're going to probably have some exclusive content on uh, on Powered 4 TV. Some of the stuff that you see on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel right now might not be available very long on our YouTube channel. So watch it while you can because it's going to become exclusive property of powered for tv so how do you feel about our expansion into the uk miss chrissy love that's big it's like we're, we're getting you know we're going we're going across 
Like we're going to we get the nations now, you know, like <laughs> we're going to other countries. That's that's big, yo. That's 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 some big moves right there, man. That's exciting. We can be be heard over across the pond. Why not? That's that's really really big. Yes, uh, they they've been helping helping us out so much with our work with wrestling, uh, wrestle wrestle talk on the wrestle two YouTube channel, wrestling daily. One of the faces of wrestling media in the UK, Alex McCarthy, and then of course our good friends over at Wrestling Travel. So it only seems right for us to do further expansion to the UK market, which is some of the best wrestling fans in the world. Honestly, okay, let's do it. Can't wait. <laughs> Talk to them and meet them. And speaking of fans, you know how we start off every single podcast, 100 episodes in. Yes, it is the True Heel Roll Call, where we shout out everyone who's supporting the True Heel Heat YouTube channel, all of our social media platforms from Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Of course, we start things off with the True Heels group page on Facebook and our top three conversation starters uh, it used to be called the True Heel Trinity, but now I have I have decided to call it the Negro Bucks because it is named wow. in honor of our retired jersey, our first retired jersey in the Raptors, Nick Jackson. So our top three Negro Bucks coming in at number three is Lorenzo Dozer. Coming in at number two is Argino Bismone, who is of Rambling Mania podcast. And coming in at number one is Charlie Layton. So oh, con wow. congrats. congrats. Congrats to that brand new top three, the Negro Bucks of True Hill Heat 101. A couple of True Hills that we got to shout out. Stephanie Saplovoda, uh, Ashton Adkins, uh, Elliot Blakemore, Luke Walsgrove, and Silas Turner. Our YouTube subscriber highlight is the one, the only, the king of the comments section, Kayfabe Tactics, commenting on J News Japan episode 50. Congratulations to J News for hitting 50 episodes. I know the Stat King and uh, Dark Power also celebrated 50 episodes this week. He's about to make his one-year anniversary of Dark Power. So doing big things. They're, they're, they're catching up. They're nipping at our, our ankles, Chrissy Love. <laughs> well, but we can, I'm sure we can run a little bit faster. <laughs> hey, what is going on? We want them to reach that 100 as well. And uh, Kayfabe Tactus commented on J News Japan episode 50. And he said, I enjoyed the show so far. By the way, I really hate what they've done with Evil. I fucking loved how he was in the New Japan Cup when he was kicking people in the balls and being a badass. But now he's just another basic guy that had to cheat and do BS stuff. Like the great Okan, but he has uh, has to be more vicious. I have high hopes for his future. Thanks for the review, and I might have to have more to say once I start listening. So he got that right off the bat before he even pushed play. Love Cave Ape Tactics. He's always leaving us great comments in the comments section. So if you're watching this, if this is your first time watching, leave us a comment. Tell us what you're thinking about everything going on in the wrestling world, because we talk about it all right here on True Hill Heat, which brings us to to what we missed it was a busy weekend on a not not as jam-packed as the last couple of weekends or pretty much this whole year since the uh <laughs> a lot of promotions have come back from lockdown but we did have impact turning point 
which was an Impact Plus special. Usually these are not as noteworthy as this one. This is probably the most noteworthy Impact Plus special as we had new Impact Tag Team Champions as the Good Brothers defeated the North in a good matchup. The Good Brothers becoming the uh, Impact Tag Team Champions for the first time since them coming over to the promotion this past July at Slammiversary. We also had Deanna Peraza uh, win the Impact Knockouts title, defeating Sue Young in a no-disqualification contest. And we had a surprise debut as Joe Doring, the former uh all Japan Pro Wrestling Triple Count Champion debut with Eric Young by his side attacking the Deaners. And in the main event, Rich Swan defeated Sammy Callahan to defend the Impact World title. What do you use your thoughts, Miss Christy Love, on the Good Brothers becoming the new Impact Tag Team Champions? The North just won the titles at Bound for Glory just two weeks ago and already have lost the titles just a couple of weeks later. So do you like the fact that they had a short run? And what is your thoughts on the Good Brothers becoming the new champs? Didn't I pick um, the Good Brothers to win for Bound for Glory? So I'm not sure what they do. And I'm just a simple girl that does a podcast. Um, but I don't know why they would give them such a short run like other wrestling uh, companies that give other people short runs that we'll talk about later. Um, but I'm sure they'll get a rematch, but I, I, it, it, the booking makes no sense. Let's let's flip flop the, the the titles back and forth on people. I mean, <laughs> what is what is going on here? Well, I made this point when I did uh, I did the the Dark Power special with Stag King talking about this show in depth, and uh-huh. I I got why they put the titles on the North because. Okay. Uh, well, one, the Alex Shelley may have been injured, may have been not. He was banged up, uh, and they had to get him out. And okay. it gave the North a second title run when they don't have that much time with the promotion left. Because uh, if the rumors are correct, Ethan Page's contract expires in January with Impact. Mm-hmm. So, so maybe I felt like they just wanted to give the North a transitional run. They didn't want the Good Brothers to outright be the Motor City Machine Guns. They wanted them to kind of have that in-between feud with the North before we get probably Good Brothers versus Motor City Machine Guns in January at the next actual pay-per-view for Impact Wrestling. Got you. Okay. I guess, well, you know the info, sir. <laughs> well, you know, I just try to make sense of these things, even though, yes, it is a strange, a strange decision on uh, the peripheral. Uh, yeah. And speaking of new champions, Diana Parata becoming the new impact knockouts champion we've talked about this a lot that uh the whole kylie ray situation probably had a lot to do with dictating dictating that but i do you think it's a good decision that they put in the title back on diana now that we know kylie ray is not with the promotion anymore i mean yeah let's go with it i mean she can clearly you know run you know be a helpful helpful face for the company so why not make it make that transition and, and have it go back to her since the, their initial uh, plan was to put it on Kylie. So, yeah, and I, th- I think they were kind of put into a an interesting situation where they wanted Kylie Ray to win the title there, but Sue Young was kind of the replacement. She had just returned to that kind of persona, and putting the title on her was a nice surprise for the Bound for Glory being being their biggest show of the year. But yeah, it's more Deanna Parasa is more of the priority there with the Knockouts division, so it makes sense. 
All right. Well, we got to move on to the other big pay-per-view of the weekend, which has been called the second worst pay-per-view ever because the first worst pay-per-view ever was Talking Shop Mania 1. Talking Shop Mania 2 was this weekend. This is the brainchild of the aforementioned Good Brothers, Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows. Uh, I'm just going to, I did real quick my notes on this show. We had the Cock Torturer World Order, the CWO, beat both Sex Ferguson and Chad Tubad, who were the participant in the first ever Ball for a Ball match. Yes, Chrissy, that is their parody of an eye for an eye match. They had a ball for a ball match where you had to rip off your opponent's balls. And yes, the the CWO, the Cock Torturer or World Order, was uh, joined, uh, had the faces of fear. Barbarian and Warlord joined the CWO and they ripped off the balls of Sex Ferguson and Chad Too Bad. Yes, I, I, I wanted that perfect face right there. That was the perfect face for that uh, explanation. We also had Retribution spoof with uh, with the group called Retropution. <laughs> Repapushin with uh, corn, corn cob, uh, slap nuts. Yes, yes, yes. And they were they were affiliated with uh, Chad Too Bad. He brought Retropushin with him. Uh, we had an evolution parody with Nature Boy Buddy Lee, Triple Hom, played by Mark Jindrak, who was the the guy who was replaced in in the actual evolution by Batista. We had Nature. Nathan Orton and we had Knox Tista and uh, yeah, they had they had a very very uh, parody song which instead of uh, evolution is a mystery the lyrics were circumcision is a mystery great stuff great stuff time and money into all of this mess yes they did uh we had a lucha libre death match with chico and luchador's team defeating chavo guerrero's team with chavo being killed by a a lightsaber and we had cameos from chris jericho brian myers hornswoggle scott damore chris van vliet karate man ethan page scott steiner the aforementioned faces of fear and vincent and a and a bunch more that that I can't even um, mention here. Uh, if I if I can just make one recommendation to anyone watching, to you, Miss Chrissy Love, if you just want to laugh at professional wrestling that is purposely trying to just make you laugh, watch watch Talking Shop of Mania. If not, don't waste your time. Brandy Orton said it said it best. He'd rather be in a two on one handicap match against Nathan Jones and the great Gali than watch this pay per view. So it's totally up to you. But it was a fun hour and a half of my life that i i i don't regret i don't regret it was good laughs to me yes it was a good laughs um so this is not a part of impact this is something totally different this is the brainchild of carl anderson and luke gallows got it and this is their second pay-per-view yes huh interesting (laughs) it was good stuff we we even had ecw We even had ECW alumni, Just Incredible, Tommy Dreamer, and Rhino. Instead of doing a hardcore match, they had a softcore match where they threw pillows wow. and uh, and teddy bears at each other. I can't. So, great what? stuff. Great really? stuff. Okay. <laughs> I, enjoyed I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. That's all I could say. All right. All right. Sure. I mean, you know. 
Also, over the weekend, we had New Japan <laughs> Pro Wrestling Best of Super Juniors 27 and World Tag League 2020 action kickoff. Night one had Hiromu Takahashi defeat the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion Taji Ishimori in the main event. Great encounter there with one of the sickest bumps of the year. If you know Hiromu with the injured neck, he got power driven on the apron. Ouch. And there was a lot of drops on the head in that one. We also had the debut of Jeff Cobb as the newest member of Will Ospreay's The Empire. And he's going to be teaming with Great Okan in the World Tag League. And they defeated Ta- Tanahashi and Hanare in the opening night. Finn Juice also defeated the returning Gorillas of Destiny on night one. Night two had Dangerous Techers beat Tanahashi and Hanare. And we also had Sonata and Shingo of LIJ defeat uh, Tomori Ishii and Toriyano. Best of Super Juniors Night 2 had El Desperado defeat Hiromu Takahashi in the main event. We also had Ishimori defeat Tagushi. And then the World Tag League Night 3 had Shingo and, S- and Sonata defeat Dangerous Techers, the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Champions. So even if Shingo and Sonata don't win this tournament, they might be in line for a title shot down the line since they defeated the champions in the tournament. Ishii and Yano also defeated uh, Goto and, and, ha- and Yoshihashi in a battle of chaos members. So good action there, but we didn't, we had so much to unload and unpack in True Hill Heat 100. We didn't get to do preview and predictions for Turning Point for the World Tag League or for Best of the Super Junior. So I'm going to ask Miss Chrissy Love now. Miss Chrissy Love is has, has a good record. She, she is the only person that I know on any wrestling platform that predicted Kota Ibushi to win the G1 Climax. So I'm going to ask her first for the best of the Super Juniors 27. We have in this tournament, uh, Miss Chrissy Love, the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion, Taji Ishimori. We have the one half of the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, El Desperado. We have Yuri Yurimura, who's a young lion. We have the form, the 2018 Best of the Super Junior winner, the ace of the juniors, Hiromu Takahashi. We have the 2012 Best of the Super Juniors winner, Rosuke Taguchi. We have Master Wado, who's making his debut. We have Show of Rapangi 3K. We have Robbie Eagles, Bushi, and Dookie in this tournament. Uh, I will just tell you that the, the favorites... What happened? Yeah, okay. Go ahead. Who's the favorites now? Because that's a lot of names. I know, I know. There's a lot of names for your load, so I like to make it, put it down a little bit for you. But of course, the junior heavyweight champion, Taji Ishimori, is a favorite in this one, one of the best juniors in New Japan. Also, Hiromu Takahashi, like I said, he won it in 2018. He is the ace of the juniors, the biggest star in the juniors, in my opinion. And I would say show of Rapongi 3K is a, is another favorite in this one. And Robbie Eagles would probably be a dark horse. So I would say it's between those four names for you. Ishimori, Hiromu, Show, or Eagles. Who do you think is going to win? Say the second name again. Hiromu Takahashi. I'm going to go with him. So we 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 are in agreement that Hiromu Takahashi is going to win. I'm going to go as far as to say Hiromu Takahashi needs to win because he is the biggest star in the junior heavyweight division. Okay, right. And he yeah. was the one too, correct? 
He, he won in 2018. He had the neck injury that took him out. He just returned the end of last year, and he won the junior heavyweight title at Wrestle Kingdom. If you remember, he defeated uh, Will Ospreay at Wrestle Kingdom. He lost the title at Summer Struggle. I Will Ospreay to win. Yes, I believe so. Cool. You picked against him then, so uh, you don't want to make that 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 wrong decision twice. <laughs> So we're in agreement there that Takahashi is going to win the best of the Super Juniors. Now the World Tag League is going to be going on at the same time. There are 10 teams there as well. Uh, we have Hiroshi Tanahashi and Toru Hanare. We have Juice Robinson and David Finley who won the tournament last year. We okay. have Zack Sabre Jr. and Taishi who are the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Champions. We have the Bullet Club, our favorites, Tom Tama Tonga and Tonga Loa, the Gorillas of Destiny. Uh, we have Hir Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi, who are two thirds of the Never Open Way Six Man Tag Team Champions. We have the King of Pro Wrestling himself, Tori Yanu, and his tag team partner, Tomohiro Ishii. We have Shingo Takagi and Sonata. We have Evil and Yujiro Takahashi of the Bullet Club, Bad Luck Fale and Chase Owens of the Bullet Club, and the aforementioned Empire duo of Great Okan and Jeff Cobb to kind of lower down those numbers for you once again of course the heavyweight tag team champions Sabre Jr. and Taishi could win this one G.O.D. just returned to the to Japan so they are another favorite to win they've never won the World Tag League even though they've been in I believe two of the last three finals has been with uh with G.O.D. in the finals without them winning uh, and Shingo and Sonata are, would be one of my other favorites in this one because in my eyes, they are the best team in this tournament. So who do you think it's going to be between those three teams? I, well, I'm going to say G.O.D. because they've got to the final. Um, like you said, they've been there twice and they have never won it at all. Um, the other teams you spoke of, they've both won them, correct? No, they, no, they've never won. None of these... Oh, uh, except, except for Juice and Finley, who won the tournament last year, none of the other teams have won a World Tag League before. I'm, I'm still going to stay with my You're going to go with G.O.D.? I really want to go with G.O.D., but I'm going to be different on this one, and I'm going to go with my favorite team in this tournament, which is Shingo and Sonata of L.I.J., even though Shingo has the Never Open Weight Championship, I could still see these guys winning the tournament and Shingo probably defending his title on the second night of Wrestle Kingdom after getting a shot at the heavyweight tag team titles. Cool. So so you guys know, of course, the winner of the Best of the Super Juniors will get a shot at the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. If Ishimori wins, he gets to pick his challenger for Wrestle Kingdom 15. World Tag League, the winner of the tournament, will verse the heavyweight tag team champions. And if, of course, Dangerous Techers do win the tournament, being the champions, they get to pick their challengers at Wrestle Kingdom. So we're going to have a lot to cover from New Japan to end off 2020. But we finally going to move on to WWE action. SmackDown this past week, the home of SmackDown with the Lynches. You can check them out on the YouTube channel. That video is up right now with their review of SmackDown this past week and we had Drew McIntyre appear on SmackDown to tell Roman Reigns that he will verse him at Survivor Series and defeat I like you already. Yeah, it's like it's like he, they they you know it, 
him appearing first of all had me like, what was the point of the draft? And <laughs> oh see, see, this is what this is why I hate the draft. I'd rather you like listen to all the brand brand shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't. It makes it like what's the point? Like if I can come on your show and you come on my show, why why am I yeah, I, I was just like, what's the point of the draft if Drew Beckettai could just walk on the show? Um, but he Roman's like, what are you doing here? Like, hey, hello, hi, how are you? Like, like, why are you over here? You should belong on Raw. Like, so him like doing all of that, and then him beating Jimmy, just kind of, like, huh? Jay. I mean, I'm sorry, him beating Jay. I apologize. Him beating <laughs> Jay is just like, kind of made you say. Okay, because Jay have been on a, a good run, as Roman said, and to make him now, you know, lose to Drew, I'm like, okay, some you you they're gonna do something. Not really finding out, you know, as we go on to the next thing to talk about it. So go ahead. Yeah, he defeated Jay in the main event of the show. Uh, I did like Roman's line that he doesn't watch Monday Night Raw, so right. because everybody watches SmackDown, which is true. It's Just true. Better. I mean. It's, it is what it is. Our tribal chief, you know. Our like tribal chief. I told the children, and he's our, tri our tribal chief. Who did it open up with? And I don't need to watch. Like he, I, I'm loving this new Roman Reigns. Like I don't have to watch Monday Night Raw. My my business is over here. No one watches it because everyone is watching me. And and Paul Heyman was awesome when when Roman oh, said when Roman said he didn't watch Raw he says you're not missing much. Right? Yes, I was like, yo, roasted, yo, man, the kids was going crazy in here. Sometimes I I I, I, I say I have to watch, I, I have to tape our enactment of looking at it because yeah, what we be saying and what they be like, oh, like, but then it'd be like too long of a tape. It's just like it's like little excerpts of like them like paying attention to certain parts, and it's like. It's good, and it's like, oh, when Paul Heyman said, I was like, oh, that is like good shit right there. That is good booking. It's like it just like rolled off the tongue. I'm sure he, like, are we practicing this? <laughs> that that was a total ad lib for sure. Uh, we we also had Rey Mysterio defeat Seth Rollins in a no holes barred match to finally end that feud with the help of Buddy Murphy, whose master plan was to get Seth to believe that he was on his side for one week just to turn his back on him when it was a no holds barred match and he could have just done that. Okay. Um and then the Mysterio family. Huh? I said you have to watch SmackDown with the lynches. His dad was like, this is ridiculous, but okay. <laughs> and then uh Mysterio family accepted uh Murphy into the family, I guess. Uh Chell and and then the final note that I want to ask you about is uh, Chelsea Green made her debut on yeah. SmackDown and she got injured in the process as Liv Morgan won the Fatal 4-Way to qualify for Team SmackDown. What's your thoughts on Chelsea Green's unfortunate debut on the main roster? Like, man, uh, it's, it's, it's sad. You know, you, you get called up to the, like, you know, called to the big leagues or whatever. You call to the, you know, and then you get, you gotta be injured now. Like it's, it's sad, you know. It, it's unfortunate. Um, it's a broken wrist, so you know. Uh, hopefully, you know she'll be back sooner than later. Um, but it's it's unfortunate. Like and I and I was saying when I watched, I was like, Dad, she hasn't been in the ring 
Like she was on the ground, like she was on the floor the whole time after that, that the whole incident happened. So I was like, you didn't see her or Tamina. So I was like, okay. I, I figured just Tamina was just doing her own thing down on the floor or whatever. But you know, poor her. And then when I read on Twitter, like you know what happened to her, I felt really bad for her. You know, and I didn't even know if she was one of the prospects to get called up. But okay. Yeah, it, I mean, we're, we're going to talk about later what they were actually planning to call her, which was an interesting note, but I'll wait till Top Guy JJ joins us. On Raw, we had the big title change that we, we kind of teased already. Drew McIntyre defeating Randy Orton to win the WWE Championship. We also had the New Day defeat Hurt Business to defend the Raw Tag Team titles in a very fun contest, even though yeah. Cedric Alexander tried to kill himself a few times. Uh, Retribution... <laughs> Retribution defeated Team Raw in an eight-man tag, and Lana goes through a table for the ninth time in ten weeks. What was your thoughts on Drew becoming the new WWE champion, Miss Chrissy Love? So here, after seeing Friday, is you you can't really have like a heel versus heel per se, because I, I believe Randy is heel, but I I feel that it could have worked because we've gone for brand for brand. But I guess we needed a face and a heel since Roman is the heel on, you know, SmackDown. I mean, I would have liked to see Roman and, and Orton, but we're going to see Drew and, 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 um, uh, and, and Roman. So, hey, um, I wasn't happy with the thing because I was like, he just became a champ. And now he's going to just drop the belt. Like, you should have gave him the belt back, you know, from the first get from from before. Like, you, you met you met you made him wrestle, what, five, what, four times? Yes. Okay, four, we wrestled four times. Drew won three. Randy wins one. He finally wins that one just to lose it again. I'm like, like you should have just gave it to him on the first match, but the first go around when we all said, let's just call it a day. If you, if that was the plan, to just give it back to Drew. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I, I did get. Okay, you wanted to put Drew in a chase position. It added a layer to his character. But Randy had all that momentum going into SummerSlam. You either should have changed the title there or at Clash of Champions. It, Hell in a Cell, it got to the point that he had to win. He had to win at that point. And you never want to get it to that point for such a great feud. That is the signature feud of Drew McIntyre's year. And they, I just feel like they didn't book it. Uh, you know, too far in advance. They were kind of going on the fly. And and that's what we were saying, like, after, like, the second one, we was like, okay, why do they keep making Drew win? Like, what is the point? Like, why do you have Randy keep chasing this? He, he, he beat up all of the legends. The legends then beat him up, and then now you have him win to let's let him lose again. Like, it's just, like, your booking makes no sense. So now it's like, okay, I know our tribal chief is not going to lose that Survivor Series. One would hope. One would hope. We will... I mean, I don't know, like, I, Roman is on such a win to make him lose would like be like I think detrimental to the whole like point of it. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. hey, we, we like you said, we only just do a wrestling podcast. We we do we don't know much, but I we, we're gonna give our Survivor Series uh predictions for sure. Yeah. 
Uh, but our our final two things that we miss uh, in the week was, of course, Impact Wrestling had the emotional farewell of the Rascals from Impact Wrestling in an awesome tag team matchup main event with uh, Rich Swan and Trey Miguel defeating Dez and Wentz. Probably one of the best uh, matches of the week up until the Wednesday Night Wars, and they had a whole bunch of matches there. Knockouts tag team tournament kicked off with Havoc and Nevaeh defeating Alicia Edwards and Tennille Dash. Ashwood, and I'm gonna go ask the the prediction queen, Miss Chrissy Love, one more time for one more tournament with the Knockouts Tag Team Titles on the line. These are the seven teams that are left, so you have to give me your prediction. I'm not gonna break it down for you. You just gotta listen to the names, and you, you gotta figure it out on your own. Havoc, we got Havoc and Navea who defeated Alicia Edwards and Tennille Dashwood this past week. We got Killer Kelly and Renee Michelle. Killer Kelly was in the May Young Classic. Renee Michelle is the wife of Drake Maverick. We got Jordan Grace and a mystery partner. We don't know who it is yet. We just know that this person was about to retire before they're going to make their comeback. We got Kira Hogan and Tasha Steeles, who has been the main heel uh, team of the Knockouts division. We got the C-Stars, our very own C-Stars of Battle Club Pro, the Battle Club Pro Tag Team Champions. We got Deanna Peraza and Kimber Lee. And then finally, we have Taya Valkyrie and Rosemary. So who do you think is going to be the Knockouts Tag Team Champions? Well, Deanna Peraza has a belt unless they want to do like that whole angle like they had with Bailey with two belts. Um, damn. You never know. You never know. Maybe. I like that idea, but it's already been done. So I don't. Uh. Team Valkyrie and. Um, and Rosemary. And Rosemary. Yes. I, I actually liked that pick a lot. And they were they were like my favorite team up until this tournament was made. Looking uh-huh. at the bracket, my heart is with the Sea Stars because we've we seen them with Battle Club Pro and they've grown a lot, becoming the first ever Battle Club Pro tag team champions. And I was very excited to see them in this tournament. Jordan Grace and her mystery partner is a very interesting choice. Of course, we got our heart also with Havoc, who was on our our Trio Heat YouTube channel. Earlier this year with the interview, but I have to go with Kira Hogan and another Battle Club uh, alumni in Tasha Steeles. They've been the main heel team in Impact for the last couple of months, so I think they're going to win the titles here. And then finally, it was MLW's return, the restart. We've been talking about it for the last couple of weeks. It came on just an hour before NXT and AEW. We had Jacob Fatu defeat Davey Boy Smith Jr. to defend the MLW Heavyweight Championship as Openweight Champion Alex Hammerstone challenged Fatu earlier in the night. We had Myron Reed defeat Brian Pillman Jr. to successfully defend the MLW Middleweight Championship, and he challenged Leo Rush to a match so a lot of interesting things going on on mlw fusion it's available on youtube if you haven't watched it definitely a fun show because you can kind of get in on the beginning of it with the restart it kind of is nice for new fans to discover mlw and they got a lot of interesting things going on jacob fatu one of my favorites uh outside of like wwe aew he just and he's just got this rough voice that he always sounds like he's dropping bars or doing a freestyle every time he does a promo it's very very good promo work from him so check out mlw fusion and their restart 
All right, we're moving on to our top news. And of course, that brings in our third host of the show on the other side of 100 for one-on-one. He is the resident true heel alcoholic himself, Top Guy JJ. Welcome, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, wait, this ain't strong enough. This ain't strong enough. <laughs> just, we, we, we just celebrated 100, you know what I mean? Like, Let's go. Got emotional with, with with my peoples and shit, and here we go. Here Let's we go. go. The road to two hundred already starts now. The road to two fucking hundred. Good lord. Cheers, cheers to you, friend. Here you go. How about that? Cheers, cheers. Oh, yes, babe. Yes, yes. Cheers, cheers to you both. I don't have my my cup handy. Yeah, I'm you gotta trying. be. A, you got. You gotta be a whole dad. So yeah, exactly, exactly. I can't. I can't do that. <laughs> Like you know, hug you. It's like I have uh, to do. You it. have you have a can of you have a, a a a drink in your hand when it's about to be your shift. Oh yeah, the evil look you would get. Yeah, you'd be grounded for months. Absolutely. <laughs> I already get evil looks. Get on that. Uh, but yes, like I said, we're getting into our top news, and this one has to be one of the biggest news of not only just the week, but of the whole entire year. As Selena Vega is released from WWE. WWE. Uh, This was this past Friday in the latest development of WWE's third party ban. Uh, Shortly before her release was announced, uh, Vega tweeted out, I support unionization on Twitter. Uh, PW Insider reports that multiple WWE sources have confirmed that the release was due to a fallout from WWE's demand that talents end their relationships with platforms like Twitch and Cameo on the uh, as the company went to handle such options for the talent themselves vega was reportedly informed that she was being released um on friday afternoon and the report confirms that her tweet about unionization had nothing to do with it which was very misleading with a couple of the headlines going on people thought that wwe would release somebody 10 minutes after a tweet um, as she was at least well before that, as, as we just said, she was apparently very vocal about holding on to her Twitch account with her continuing to stream after Visic Man's deadline to take them down and has the 90 day non-compete clause, which means that she cannot sign elsewhere until at least mid February. Vega, AKA Thea Trinidad was very emotional on her Twitch live stream on Friday evening addressing the release uh they confirmed that she is not retiring from professional wrestling she got uh well over 2700 gift subs during that stream and was overwhelmed by the support even going into tears she also tweeted out this in regards to the release uh and i quote she said i want to to say thank you all very much for the last three to four years at WWE Universe. It was incredible. I would have never been able to say this is for you, Dad, if certain people did not believe in me. I love you all, and I couldn't have done it without your support. She, During her stream, she thanked folks like Tommy Dreamer, The Rock, and others about her success in the WWE. 
Page and Renee Young were among those who went public with their support of Thea. Sports Illustrated reported that WWE confirmed that the reason Vega was released was due to a breach of contract and that opening an OnlyFans account was the last straw. Visic Man have reportedly warned talent if they continue to use third-party platforms, they were subject to a fine, suspension, or firing. So basically, Vega was used as an example. Vega's OnlyFans uh, account charges uh, $30 per month for exclusive videos and photos of cosplay, lingerie, swimsuits, and more. According to sources, WWE felt that Vega put them in a difficult situation by opening uh, the account, and her firing was an example that the new policy would be enforced. It was also reported by Wrestling Observer that Trinidad was making more money off of social media accounts than she was from her WWE contract. SAG and AFTRA, uh, which are the unions that are a part of like Hollywood and actors, declared the support of Selena Vega and unionization in professional wrestling due to all of this. They have even gone as far as having a, a quote, powerful conversation with Thea this week. According to WrestleVos, Thea Trinidad's husband, Alistair Black, also requested heading back to NXT, which was denied by WWE officials, and it's been described that the the situation is tense between both sides, between Black and the WWE. So, I will start with you, Top Guy JJ. What are your thoughts on the release of Selena Vega and the circumstances surrounding this in regards to WWE's third-party ban? I mean, I thought I think that we've all kind of hit this that this was coming. I right? not not to the swift not to the swift circumstance that it took place, but we kind of knew that the, like these females and these talents are doing things outside of the company that they need to find additional income from. And now I'm not sure how these contracts work. I'm not saying I'm a rocket scientist when it comes to this, but I'm assuming without these house shows, they're getting paid less days a week. So there are no house shows anymore in WWE because of the pandemic. So if you're on Raw, if you're on SmackDown, if you're on NXT, you're working maybe five times a month. That includes pay-per-views. If you're even so, booked. Right. So you might, you, I mean, you got to at least report to your brand at least five times a week, five times a month. So where's all this extra money supposed to come from? The WWE, I'm going to assume, did not give any of the talent raises or nope. give them extra influx of cash for the missing dates. So I'm assuming that this money is now missing. Mm-hmm. How do you think these ladies and these talents and these people are going to make this up? They have to find another revenue. They have to find another avenue. And the fact that they have celebrity power... They're going to use it. Now on the WWE's hand, it's kind of like, but you're using the name that we gave you to gain. Well, Selena, Selena really wasn't. She was going by her name, Thea Trinidad. Right. I mean, she was using some of the fan base that she did get from her time in WWE. That's yeah. one thing, but she wasn't using her likeness. No, so I, so, so I mean, obviously, I think it sucks. It just, it just sucks, but the WWE just needs to... I don't think that they have their head on to understand that there is a serious dynamic with how many dates they lose per month, let alone per year, that they have to now accommodate for. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and the fact that you have... And, and then on top of that, the female talents aren't on every week. They're not on every week. Sometimes they skip a week, so they might be on twice a month. Oh, if they're on yeah. twice a month and then they're not booked for the pay-per-view, they work two times for the entire month. 
how is that supposed to be sufficient enough to feed your family and keep the roof over your head that you've already bought with the current contract that you had from the company? So how else is this supposed to happen with something instant? This is instant. Twitch is instant. They're doing something that they actually naturally like, and they're using their following to to, to gain a profit. They're, they're doing this to make money. They're not doing this because they're trying to be spiteful. They have to make up their money. They have to. This, this is not an option. The pandemic does not bounce off of the WWE, and it's not reflective of WWE. The shit hits everyone. Now, if people like Roman Reigns, Drew McIntyre, like the top dogs, they can live on five checks a month mm-hmm. because they get booked every week. They're going to be on every pay-per-view. They still do the virtual meet and greets. They will still find ways to get them money. Well, well, it's kind of uh, sponge on what you're saying with the female talents and any talent in WWE. They have a contract. It's not about when they appear that they get paid on when they appear. But yes, the the house show money is a part of like additional revenue that they would be getting that they're not seeing right now. And as far as like the, those contracts and the deals that WWE superstars has, Wrestling Observer reported that there are currently two different types of deals in the WWE. Category A, which included Selena Vega are the deals that were made uh, before the arrival of AEW. In other words, her deal was made before WWE's decision to re-sign wrestlers to bigger money contracts to keep them away from AEW. Those big money deals would be (laughs) would be would be category B, which is guys like guys so much go ahead i'm sorry which are guys like aj styles randy orton they signed deals after AEW came into existence so they're making big money deals that's why aj styles when this edict came down he was like yep shutting down the twitch account i'm good i'm making i'm making big money so i don't need this yeah but how many ladies accounts were kind of leaked in the first place but you know we're not going to go about that part you know yeah i I would i would say that yeah aj styles did bring attention on more initiatives and and let's uh, let's keep it 100 how many ladies in this company and in this brand and in women's wrestling are getting big contracts none of them no they are charlotte Charlotte there's a a handful a very small handful Right, I can count on my hand. Very probably. small fan. Very. Yeah. So you probably got the one. You probably got Sasha Banks. You probably got Bailey. You got Charlotte. Uh, who else? You probably have Oscar that is getting paid big money. They probably paid a pretty penny for Io Shirai. Well, hey, prob- Oscar, Oscar is a part of those that signed their deals prior to AEW coming into existence. I know Charlotte re-upped after AEW, so she's making significantly more. I know Becky Lynch is another that kind of uh, signed her contract after AEW, so she's making significantly more. Uh, Bailey, Bailey and Sasha were probably at the top end before AEW, yeah. but, you know, Sa- the, Charlotte and Becky superstar, are up. If you're not a superstar in that division... You're getting basically middle class contracts. Yeah. So I get it. I get that they have to do that. So it's like, yo, you can't put me, you can't put them in that position. They're going to choose the latter. And the fact that she actually admitted that she was making more money off these social media accounts than she was with her WWE contract, which one do you think she's going to pick? Hey, she she definitely made the right decision and it takes courage to make the decision that she Hell did. Yeah. Um, Bravo to her. I, 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 I agree with the whole unionization um, because they be doing some real fuckboy shit with these contracts. And not everyone, and, and you know, it's like anyone that like gets a contract and is like, yo, I made it. 
but they it, it, it's it's shame you know you got to get the proper lawyer but then you probably couldn't afford that lawyer yet who knows and that lawyer didn't like to tell them what it was right away so it's like you know you get these contracts and it's like all all, all sports leagues have unions nba i believe the nfl i believe most of them all have yeah, unions and they ran by people that are in the league so it's like why not have a a, a union to help with us in, in in these things in these times where we need support like we should be able to like go to someone and be like hey i'm not really feeling certain things like because i can't go to vince right away i gotta call someone or whatever i gotta you know he can't be reached you know Hey, I want to talk to Vince. Okay, well, you know, he's a little booked right now. All right, well, I'm just, you know, I'll, I'll tell this person and then they'll, maybe they'll get to you and the message will get to him. I don't know how Vince is reached. Again, I just do a small podcast. No, well, not small. We do a really big podcast that's going to be very big. Anywho, um, what I'm saying is it, it, it should be something that we, sh they, that they should do. They don't have, they don't have the, the, per like you get a job. We don't, they get any health care, like certain things that's happened to them. I believe like they don't have these things. So I, think, why not? I think it really comes down to the fact that they're they're viewed and, cla and classified as independent contractors. But then they're trying to make income outside of that of their contract with WWE. And they're treating them like employees, which it, it's different. It's different from the NFL and the NBA, which they are employees of whatever team they're signed to. They right. are not independent contractors like right. WWE views their employees. And that's why guys like, you know, presidential uh, candidate Andrew Yang is looking at WWE like side-eyeing them. But I think yeah. that the... The whole unionization um, conversation is a tenfold type of conversation because although, you know, the, the issue, I don't think it's an industry wide issue when it comes to this. It's a WWE issue. It will yeah. have industry wide uh, consequences because even if someone doesn't want to join the unionization of wrestlers, it's going to have an effect tenfold. It will affect wrestling schools. It will affect guys at the bottom just starting out in the business. So I think there's ways to protect the wrestlers without uh, outright having a union. But I think that's what people get confused on. Like Cody has came out of AEW has come out and said that unions would ruin the business. And he said that there are other ways to protect the wrestlers without doing that because AEW doesn't try to inhere on their outside incomes like WWE is doing, even though they do also classify their wrestlers as independent contractors. So it, it's all, it's all different situation, but do you guys foresee this being, an isolated situation coming off this third-party ban by WWE or do you think it's more of the first domino dropping with uh, this whole situation with uh, feedback and response from the roster? Let's start with you, Chrissy. I think she she the thing with uh, Selena with uh, what's her real name? They uh, uh, Trinidad. She was an example. She was definitely an example. And, you know, for someone that was being very vocal, they was like, all right, keep, you know, I, th I think it's something that it'll, it'll show the others. Maybe the others were like, you know, maybe like, oh, like, I, I need my job. I'm going to fall back. Like, you know, certain, certain times when you see an example happen, you know, you have the whole crowd with you and be like, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. And then when, the, when that one that one apple get get cut, you be like, oh, wait, maybe I shouldn't, you know, 
talk too much because then like I really like we in a pandemic now. I really need my job, and then you're not gonna let me have a job for ninety days. Like, do I get an do I get unemployment now? Like, how does that all work? Like, you I think about stuff like that. Like, it's stupid, but it's not stupid because you're like, okay, her husband is getting income. There's still an income, you know. There's still a household. Like, does he now like pay? Now like, he got to take over her bill. Like, you gotta think. Like, you gotta think of it like in a whole trajectory. Like, this is a family. This family now. She got bills. He got bills. They gotta pay for a house. They got a house now. Like, everyone, everything gotta get paid for. Do I do I get unemployment? Do I get that hundred and five dollars a week, or do I not get that hundred and five dollars? Because now I don't got fired from my damn job. Well, they let me go from my contract. Do I get the remains from my contract? Like. You give me a stipend, like how does that all work? And it's just, it's sad because that she was that example, and now everyone is now like, oh, maybe I won't, you know, do what I was. Maybe I won't be really behind Thea because I was like, I really need my job, and I'm gonna just sit put and just be quiet and just like, you know, go sit in that corner and just let Vince do whatever the fuck he wants to do. Yeah, it, it, it's it asks a lot of questions and it begs a lot of questions. But going back to the whole unionization thing, do you do you uh, top guy JJ think that unionization is needed in the wrestling business, or do you think it would be damaging to the entire structure of the industry? Yeah, because I think everybody has a unique situation when it comes to their own individual contracts. So I think I do think that unionizing it would create a lot of complications. Mm. And it would create a lot of complications because there, there, there's too many levels to the talent in the wrestling industry. There's too many levels to it. Like there's you have you have your 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 up and comers, you have your trainees, you have your jobbers, you have your mids, you have your midders, you have your top mids, you have your main eventers, you have your there's too many levels to just put them all in a group. It's just too too many. So yeah, I do feel that they do need to keep them as their own separate contracts because each person needs to be handled accordingly. But now with the with Thea with with Thea's, in, with, I think hers is going to be a one off because it's not going to be as Chrissy said. There's not going to be a lot of women that follows behind this because not as many women make as much money as Thea makes outside of the WWE and the social media handles. It. So you get so if, if per se late per se Lacey Evans had the same things going on and she's probably making a third of what Thea was making. She mm-hmm. has a decision to make. Yeah. Let it go or keep my contract, which is permanent, if literally all I gotta do is make this decision. Because if they release me, all I gotta do is open them shits back up. Yeah. So it's literally I can make a choice if they cut me anyway. But if I have to make a choice here and there, am I taking my contract or am I making the Trinidad money where I can make this decision? Now, I'm assuming Paige handed off her handles to the WWE. Well, Paige, Paige, yeah. went, Paige went about changing hers to her actual name. Yeah, hers is her actual name. Like, her Twitter, everything is her actual name. But she's right. now she's now continuing to stream, so I don't know if she's gonna be another one that pays the consequences. But she's in an interesting situation because exactly. she's not actively wrestling, right? Because that's who I would. Because I know she's still contracted by the company, but it's like, it's do they treat her the same way they treated Thea? And Paige's decision is gonna be easy as hell. She's gonna release me from the company. Yeah, because it's it just because that's Paige is killing it on. She's killing it on the streaming services. So, and that's the same thing. Like, they're all doing it. Ronda Rousey's doing the same thing. And obviously, now the Ronda Rousey would make it very interesting because if they even want Ronda Rousey to come back, you think Ronda's giving up her YouTube page? Well, it's 
that they, that's going to probably be within the the contract negotiations right, between the two sides because that, even somebody like Bruce Pritchard, when he signed on to come back to WWE, he put in his contract that he wanted to continue doing his podcast and that WWE couldn't interfere with that. So that's all going to be a part of like the contract yeah. situation. It, and a, yeah, so that feels like that's just going to cause so much of a stir that I don't I don't think there's going to be so many instances where this is going to happen like how Thea's. I think. Thea had a real choice to make, and I think she had to make it. I don't think that every other female is going to have that option of choice. Like, yeah. if Bailey or Sasha had to do it, they're dropping the fucking all lines because they make so much WWE money, they don't need it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but I think I think someone like uh, Sasha Banks has kind of shown with her doing the Mandalorian and showing that she can be successful outside the WWE that I think even if she left WWE, she would be another one that would be perfectly fine. Oh, and her oh, star yeah. and her star power o- oversees what it would be in I WWE. Mean, I mean, dude, every any superstar from the women's division would be fine outside of the WWE. Any- I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. I, I would. I would say. Them, I, I would say. Bailey I would, would say, be fine. Sasha, no, Charlotte. I, I that Bailey is one I I don't agree with. I think that Becky, Charlotte, Charlotte because of her name, Becky yeah. because of the star and the personality that she's made, and then Sasha because of how many different talents she does outside of WWE. Those three would be fine. Anybody else, I think, would suffer outside of the WWE uh, umbrella. I think, I, I think you're I think you're sleeping on Bailey a little bit because I think no, once not, Bailey gets sleeping. if she gets she will become the highest Bailey. paid women's athlete in the history of AEW the minute her 90 days is up. <laughs> <laughs> like oh, and it won't even be close. It's like it won't she will be getting a dude's contract. Hey, I, I don't I don't know. I just haven't seen Bailey have that transformative mainstream appeal that those other three have. So yeah. that's why that's why I kind of question Bailey. And I love Bailey, and I think she's probably the most talented out of the four horsewomen. But she just doesn't have that mainstream appeal as the other three. All right, but we got to move on that's to our next. That, like, that 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 sex that that she doesn't. She's just you. She can. I believe Bailey is beautiful and she could be sexy, but she's not selling what the other three do. Exactly. Like Becky, Becky is getting looked at by Marvel. Uh, Sasha is getting looked at by Disney. Charlotte Flair is has that Flair last name. So it's totally different situations with all three of them. But those three have have shown that they have crossed into the mainstream more than Bailey. I agree with both of you. I, I think if Bailey had I think Bailey could sell her name can sell. She would just have to. She would still be stuck in wrestling, which is perfectly yeah. fine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like she won't. She won't be a star outside. She won't have a mainstream role anywhere. But she would be in wrestling still. But her price tag would have gone fucking astronomically through the roof. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Within within the wrestling world, but she yeah. doesn't have star appeal as the other Dude, three. Bailey's That's a just... wrestler. Bailey don't yeah. give a shit about anything. That girl has liked wrestling since she came out the womb. Absolutely, <laughs> that's you all can, she cares about. Tell by her chronicle, she just still writes notes to herself about right. realizing her dreams in wrestling. So she loves this business. So that's exactly. no doubt. Uh, we have to move on to week fifty-five, I believe, of the Wednesday Night Wars of 
the the head-to-head matchup between wwe nxt and aew dynamite this is the time of the show we tell you the ratings for both shows tell you what happened on both shows and decide what we thought was the better show for the week if you don't enjoy our opinions on everything check out the wednesday night warriors with romeo anthony cologne and chris g where they break down segment by segment of both shows and they let you know which they thought was the better show for the week or if you just like aew check out the good brothers uh, Jimmy Macaram and Marcus Cash with All Elite Recap as they go fully in depth on Dynamite. But, Chrissy Love, you want to hit the drums? So for week 55 of the Wednesday Night Wars, WWE NXT comes in with 638,000 viewers. That is up by 6,000 uh, viewers from last week when they did 632,000 to AEW Dynamite with 850,000 viewers up nearly 100k from their last week total of 764,000 WWE NXT had very noteworthy show with Undisputed Era returning to confront and uh, brawl with the kings of NXT setting up war games on December 6th we had Io Shirai defeat Rhea Ripley in an excellent NXT Women's Championship matchup. We also had Finn Balor return to NXT. We had War Games set up with Chotzi Blackheart and Candice LeRae uh, as the team captains. We also had Tony Storm and Ember Moon defeat Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez in a good tag team matchup. Leon Ruff defeated Johnny Gargano by disqualification to defend the the North American Championship with Damian Priest interfering, which kind of set up a triple threat match with Leon Ruff kind of having a Napoleon, a Napoleon complex with not wanting to be the joke in between Gargano and Priest. And we also had uh, Tommaso Ciampa confront Timothy Thatcher. We also on AEW Dynamite, we had John Moxley cut a great promo where he announces that Renee uh, Paquette, I won't call her young, she's the older version of Renee Paquette, uh, is. is is pregnant it was one it was a great promo because he kind of said it in passing saying that he has a pregnant wife at home uh December 2nd, Dynamite is going to be titled Winter is Coming with Moxley and Omega going one-on-one for the championship and the contract signing for this match. <laughs> the contract signing for this match was preempted due to Moxley being attacked backstage in a whodunit mystery. We had the Young Bucks defeat Top Flight in an awesome opener. We had the Inner Circle slay Las Vegas in a hangover parody. Hilarious stuff there. We had Serena Deeb defeat Thunder Rosa to defend the NWA Women's Championship match in quite possibly the best women's match on Dynamite all year or a candidate for it at least. We had Pac defeat The Blade and then Butcher and Eddie Kingston attacked Pac after the match leading to Phoenix and then Pentagon making the save so we put back together Death Triangle. Uh, Orange Cassidy defeated Kip Sabian. Anna Jay versus Hikaru Shida for the NAEW Women's Championship was set up in the most they've done for the women's division in months, literally months. And then finally, Team Taz defeated Darby Allen and Cody Rhodes. And then Will Hobbs turned heel to join Team Taz to end the show. We will start with you, Miss Chrissy Love. What would you thought was the better show for this week? 
see, this is hard because I love elements from each show. Um, but I guess I'll have to pick due to the Hangover parody from uh, the Inner Circle. I'm going to go with AEW. But I love the Io Shirai and Rhea Ripley match. I thought it was. I, I wasn't even. I couldn't even watch AEW at that time when they were fighting because I was like, I was so glued to them. If that makes sense, like that that tag match that they had, I was I was not even interested in it. So, and then I love the ending for the when Finn Balor came out, and then the whole war games between Pat McAfee and the and um, Undisputed Era. So, all right, no, I'm giving it to NXT. Fuck it. There you go. That's that's fair. This was one week where I, I think it could go either way, so that's fair to pick NXT I, I, due I like to those it. last segments. Correct. There you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, the whole thing with Pentagon. Yeah, it's certain thing, elements I'll take from each show that I enjoyed thoroughly. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't enjoy the, a show in the fullness. I like different parts from each show. So I'm going to go with NXT. I'm saying what I said. I said what I said. There you go. Top guy, JJ. So the fascinating thing about AEW is that they do a phenomenal job of somehow making everybody and every every little thing feel important. But at this juncture, I think it it worked, but it came at a cost. Like the show was obviously they had the Vegas thing, they had the Kenny and John, you know, Kenny and John the the contract and all of that. But I felt as if nothing really stood out in AEW Dynamite until the Will Hobbs turn, which I feel like they did that on purpose so you remember Will Hobbs turning. Like, it, it, but it's such a good, they did such a good job at making sure that that was the highlight of the show. Like, Kenny didn't really have a highlight. Mox cut a great promo. They really made the spotlight on somebody that we weren't paying attention to. Mm. They do such a good job at that, but I feel like it came at a cost this week. Mm. Because NXT had matches, boy. Like, NXT's match card was bought head and shoulders better than AEW's as far as, like, the quality of matches that they put on, in my opinion. (laughs) I mean... Look, look, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go head and shoulders. Yeah, you could say I, it was that, that women's match, yeah. that women, that that women's title match is better than anything on the entire AEW Dynamite show. That's fair, but to the, say the whole match card, that's a little much. No, not the match card. <laughs> All right, of course they had a dud, and of course that that or whatever that the blindfold match. Exactly. That, yeah, that shit exactly. was that was fucking horrible. And the opener, and the opener, we got back to back non finishes in both. And, of them. and, and then I, I I wish I got a little bit more. I got I I like where they're going with Kushida, but it feels like they're turning him back into this face quietly. But I kind of like the meat that they were starting to develop. I well, they, they never turned him. The war game. We knew the war games was coming. We knew the war games was coming between between the kings of NXT and Undisputed Era. And they actually executed it pretty well. Yeah. Um, I just got to give so much props and so much of an edge to how great that women's match was. Like, they, oh my God. Like, they, for a fucking TV match, that shit was amazing. Like, I I, I, I couldn't, and, and then the tag team finisher at the end with, with, with Cody and Darby fighting 
Team Taz went in such an average-ass match. Just to, that shit was average. Just to no. make it, just to make sure that we remembered at the end of the show, Will Hobbs was going to have that turn, which was cool. Which was cool. I liked it. Like I said, I liked it. But it just, to me, it came, like, I'm going to pick a, a great-ass women's championship match and the little feathers that NXT had put in a decent, in a pretty damn decent show over what they intended on. But that hangover parody was fucking phenomenal. Like it was phenomenal. But I'm tired of giving AEW week after week after week on promos. Mm-hmm. So, well, so like I gave it last week, AEW to me was hands down based on the Penta and Phoenix match. I'm giving it to NXT this week based on the 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 EO and Ripley match. Okay, so we got two for NXT. I will be different. I will not make it unanimous. I will say that AEW this was this was one of the most consistent episodes of AEW in about 2 or 3 months. Like everything hit. They if they didn't hit a home run out the park with everything, everything was a hit and they got on base. The opener was all action and it put over top flight. It created new stars in the tag team division in that team between the vignette and going hold for hold with the young Bucks, uh, Orange Cassidy and Kip Sabian was probably the strongest match of that entire feud that's been going on there. I love the pack, pack being back. I just missed them so much. It was just, I will. I, I will say I will say the only thing that Top Guy JJ did say correct is that AEW everything feels important. Everything I won't say that it, it hurts them that everything feels important, but they have they are like they are like the guy at the circus with the plate spinning, and they have so many things that they keep spinning, and it just oh, makes everything. Yeah, exactly. It makes everything important. That's why it's always a long paragraph of what happened on on AEW while everything while it's just certain things on a NXT hit. I will give all the credit in the world. The best match of the night was Io Shirai versus Rhea Ripley. The ending segment was fantastic, but I'm not going to give the show the win for the last 30 minutes of the show. If the first hour and a half is only good to decent, which it was, this was probably the best non-themed NXT episode of the year, but this is one of the best episodes of Dynamite all year and stuff did stand out to me. The the Hangover parody by Inner Circle stood out tremendously and we got the best women's matchup of the year for AEW with Thunder Rosa and Serena Deeb. Thunder Rosa does not get enough credit. She is having a, a woman of the year, woman's wrestler of the year type of resume between her matches at NWA, her matches in AEW. She is an absolute star, and the fact that they set her up in a feud with Goat Baker, I am all for it. This is the most they have done for AEW's women's division. That's the biggest thing that stood out of the night in either show to me is that the most neglected part of AEW, they finally put focus on and put a spotlight on, so I'm definitely giving it to AEW. Can I just say, and I forgot to say that both shows had great women's matches. Both of their women's matches were like on a level that was yeah. just, and like you said, Rip Baker comes in, Reba comes in, like, even though JR fucked up her name twice, um, uh, you know, comes on distracts her, and then, you know, they have a, a whole feud. And, like, I thought both, like you said, something that was neglected, we had two great women's matches on a Wednesday night. 
Yeah, and that's the first time that we could say that that both shows right. the women's matches right. were the strongest matches of the uh, night. Of the night, exactly. The both women's matches were the matches of the night for the whole show. Right. Yes. The, saying, and that's saying something very, very big. Yeah. Especially for AEW, who's kind of like neglected the whole thing. And even when they had that whole shit with like branding the background, I was like, yeah. "What the? What is? What this? What is this? What is happening?" And then you know, um. What's the girl name? Jesus, oh God. Oh. Jade. No, no uh, not Jade. Oh, uh, Big Swole came Big up. Swole, I was like, her act, girl, you got to do better than that. Terrible. No, mm, terrible. Terrible. Girl, no, 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 no. Terrible, just terrible. And I was so like, I was disappointed in her. I was like, cause you wrestle your ass off of it for your acting to be like this. I was like, come on, girl. No, no, we can't. No, no, we can't do this. Well, I'm I'm just happy that they had three different stories yeah. with the women's division. When right. when we only get five minute matches on the usual, we got one of the best women's matches of the year. We had the great promo by John Silva and Anna Jay setting up the women's championship match for next week, and that Jade that Jade was thing was just a continuation from last week, but it was something for it the women's that, division. And now she's aligned herself. It looked like she's with Vicky. And, and um, Nyla Rose, yeah, which is like that's big. Yep. If you want to like align yourself with someone that's very dominant, you got Vicky with her loud ass mouth, and you got Nyla. You you you're doing something. I don't know what it is yet, but it's, it's something. It's trickling. It's like they're putting the potion together, so it's looking like it's something that's gonna happen. That's good. And then so, underneath the surface, they're also setting up so many trios that it begs the question, are we going to get trios uh, tagged, trios titles? Because you got Team Taz with a trio. You got the Elite, of course. You got uh, Death Triangle. I was so happy to see those guys back together. You got Eddie Kingston, Butcher, and the Blade. So there's so many different factions. It feels like the Attitude Era where everybody has something going on. Everybody has a story, which with NXT, I could have skipped the blindfold match i could have skipped the first half of that leo rough stuff the second half with the backstage segment and the brawl they had that was good that actually made me feel like he was a character even though he's been treated like a joke last week and in that first segment i could have done without could even though it was a good matchup but i could have skipped the Kushida versus anhil ruas i could have skipped the candice LeRae and indy hartwell versus kaden carter and casey katarzara i'm not going to give the win for 30 minutes they had a great 30 minutes, the best, probably the best non-themed 30 minutes of NXT all year, but that doesn't win on Wednesday nights when everything on Dynamite hit. Um, it's all right, don't worry. No, I under—I understand giving them the win. It's like it's like they 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 never get a win. But this was I'm a giving, really I'm good just... show for them to. This was a really good show for them, and you won't have that many weeks where you could say that about NXT. So exactly. I understand giving exactly. them the win. Exactly. Exactly. That's the thing. <laughs> That's the thing. That's what I'm, is that yo AE? Honestly, put it like this: AEW show is better every single week. Like just about AEW overall show is going to be better just about every week. It's like when NXT hit something, it feels like, oh my God, like why can't y'all strike on this more? Like why can't y'all deliver on this more? Give us more of this good shit. And and it's like hanging on to that hope. And then listen, I'm just giving the props to two women that tore the fucking house down on a main event that delivered for that show. And this is going to just literally just circle back to the same thing that we might have talked about 10 True Hill Heats ago, 15 True Hill Heats ago, keeps going. NXT fails every week. 
to develop a star. Yeah. They they fail every week because there's a different main event. There's something different going on. There's no, no face sorry. of the brand. The most, consistent, no the most the consistent new star that they've made is Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee is a hit every single week for me. I'm sorry. He's the best promo on NXT, period. I will not even get into an argument about this. Yeah, There's no a, one better on promo. That's, but that's Dead. This guy. Dead. Rob, but, what's his? What's the guy's name with the mustache? Robert Fish. Dead. I just love his promo work. His promo work is on point. But that's the problem. <laughs> that's the problem with NXT. That's their problem. Is that they, they we don't have that guy that we tune into every week. We just don't have it. We yeah. are looking for a good overall show from NXT, while AEW is just they got a different flavor for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And that that they're, they're, they're overall just a better program. But I just wanted to show some love to the ladies of NXT this week because they fucking did it this week. Yeah, and, and that's what I said. I will give them the match of the night. It's no question. It's Io Shirai and Rhea Ripley. They went out there and they gave us the equivalent of Finn Balor and Kyle Raleigh from uh, TakeOver 31. Just a physically intense, excellent NXT Women's Championship match. But that's match of the night. That's not the show. And, and I didn't want to sound biased with this Hangover shit because Hangover is like my favorite trilogy ever, man. Like I would have I would have shut down this whole shit with just saying AEW just off the Hangover parody, man. Like, come on. It's just, yo, come on. Gotta give NXT a, a fucking a, a drumstick when you can. But you gotta shout out, you gotta <laughs> shout out Conan. Conan with the with the cameo. Yeah, with the, with giving them giving them yo, the is weed. That a, is that is that a dragon? <laughs> is that a dragon? I can tell don't don't touch me. Don't touch me. <laughs> Great stuff. Just... Like, let him come on. Like whoever did that, I mean, wow. Like it was and you know, it, it, it shows that the people are like, okay, I really don't like you, but I'm gonna enjoy this time because since you're paying for it, you're gonna flip the bill. I'm gonna enjoy myself. And the most yeah. underrated part of of the whole inner circle dynamic now is Warlow and Jake Hager's yes. it, uh, simmering rivalry and being the toughest guy yeah, in the group. They're 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 bromance. They're they're they're, yes. they're brolicmance. They're brolicmance. That's, that's a good that's a good term. That's a good term. I like it. We we got to move on to our news portion of the show. As previously reported by Dave Meltzer, Wrestle Wrestle Votes confirms that the newest plan is to move the Thunderdome WWE event to Tropicana Field beginning in mid-December and it was officially announced today by WWE yes the Thunderdome will be moving to Tropicana Field on December 11th uh, the current plan is for that Thunderdome come on, to SP come on SP the first episode of 101 you can't give it the cloud you can't give it the, the name that it deserves okay the WWE Thunderdome will there we be go made- will be remaining in Tropicana Field until WrestleMania 37, and the company still has plans for fans to be present for Royal Rumble or or WrestleMania and or WrestleMania, and confirms that they will have fans in some capacity by the night after Mania. Uh, WrestleVotes also reports that all... ...the right way, but they don't want to. Hey, I I wasn't going to get into that. (laughs) (laughs) WrestleVotes... <laughs> WrestleVotes also reported that although Edge versus Orton has been the long-term plan for WrestleMania, there has been an internal talks of doing Edge versus The Fiend as well as Edge and Beth Phoenix versus The Fiend and Alexa Bliss at WrestleMania as well. Oh, uh, please don't do it. No, I don't. I don't need to see Beth Phoenix. No, thank you. I'll pass. 
hey, to each his own, you know. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, I mean, I, I ain't gonna lie, though. I am absolutely loving this Fiend and Alexa shit right now. Yes, I, I, she's like his. This, this shit is like the evil fairy tale. Like I love it. It's like the Joker and Harley Quinn for sure. It is. Joker and Harley Quinn. She's she's definitely Harley Quinn. And what she did on Friday, amazing. Monday. 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 Yeah, oh, jumping jumping on John Morrison. That was fun. Uh, on that channel, right? Okay. <laughs> she's a fucking goon, yo. She's a goon. I love it. She rides. She rides for. Him. She's a ride or die. Yeah. <laughs> Wrestling Observer Newsletter reports that Alex Zane has officially signed with WWE and he will join Ben Carter and the Rascals for the next Performance Center class. Sasha Banks, like we said before, had her big debut on Disney Plus's Mandalorian series this past week. And it was reported by Fightful Select that the Mandalorian directors did not find out about her from WWE, but actually her appearance on the Hot Ones YouTube series. Kind of funny how WWE is not mainstream. Uh, right? <laughs> Fightful Selects also reports, this is what I teased to you earlier in the show, Miss Chrissy Love, that WWE was thinking of naming Chelsea Green victorious prior to her SmackDown debut. She was no longer going to be uh, Chelsea Green. She was just going to be known as victorious. Gotta love those names. Oh, uh, hated yeah. it. Mike Bennett spoke out about WWE calling them greedy and running a company on fear following the release of Selena Vega. We also PW Insider reports that this Sunday at Survivor Series, Kurt Angle will join Kane and the BSK crew for The Undertaker's 30th anniversary. And SmackDown ratings for this past week were 2.234 million viewers, while Raw drew 1.778 million viewers. AEW News, Kenny Omega. Mega, uh, congratulations to him for being named for the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame uh, based on his time on in Japan and, of course, his impact in AEW that is well-deserved. And speaking of uh, accolades like that, FTR is named the number one tag team in the Pro, Pro Wrestling Illustrated Top 50 Tag Teams of the Year, and the top 10 are as followed. Coming in at number two was Kenny Omega and Hangman Page. Coming in at number three was the Golden role models of Sasha and Sasha Banks and Bailey coming in at number four was the North number five was the street profits number six the gorillas of destiny number seven the lucha bros number eight the new day number nine the kabuki warriors and number 10 Rapangi 3k I will ask you top guy JJ what are your thoughts on the top 10 and the fact that the young bucks who were in the probably arguably the best tag team match or match of the year in the time span of October 1st, 2019 to September 30th, 2020 are not in the top 10 and coming at number 11. So the most asinine thing I have ever heard is that Rapungi 3K is ranked in this above. Like how? Like how? In God's like, so we're not even, so first of all, we need to enter... So the the I would say I would put the young bucks say probably right in front of the new day. Right. I would yeah. probably put them at like number seven, but that would bump new day up to 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 eight, or would that bump them up to nine? That shit would definitely get Rapungi off this fucking list. <laughs> like like how? Like I don't like I look 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 man look look I know people we love our new Japan wrestling and all, but like really. Even New Japan don't like the tag team division. Like, like, <laughs> come on. Like, that shit is ridiculous. I think almost pretty much, 
they they got it right. Like I I'm still on the fence. There's no way I would give FTR the number one slot. I think oh, I don't think. Well, you have so. to think about the criteria here. The criteria well, when, what's is the time frame from October first, two thousand nineteen, to September thirty of twenty twenty. They won the gotcha. tag team okay. titles. Okay, I got on, you. Okay, on SmackDown, they that won the tag. The time frame makes sense. The time and they won the titles like, in AEW. They're like three time tag champs in that same yeah. time frame. Now, yeah. I, I got the time frame makes sense. Okay, I got you. Yeah, so the FTR is well deserved at that number one spot. I know people complained about Hangman and Kenny Omega being number two because they're not quote unquote not a real tag team, but that's ridiculous to me. Like they have put on so many great tag team matches that you need to stop hating. Um, The best tag team match of all time, but yeah, they're not. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) He marks like because that's what it sounds like. Pretty much, I think that that's the best way to describe it. Shouts to the Street Profits, though. Like, shouts yeah. to the Street Profits. Oh, I, don't, I don't think anyone can argue. Top five? Shouts to the Street Profits. Yeah. I, honestly, right. I can see anyone arguing that. Right. Thank you. <laughs> AEW <laughs> is collaborating. Yes, she does. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, like, if you watch Smack and the Lynches, the, the, kids, the kids hate, don't, they're like, no, absolutely not. No. Yeah, because they're heavy machinery fans. They're still mad. Right. Yeah, they're still me and dad. We would we want we want the smoke. We like our red cups. Uh the children, they still want the pancakes and foolishness. Hey, it's okay. It's all right. Uh they're very devastated that Biggie, he's like, wait, why is Biggie here? I had, whole, I had to do the whole draft over again. It was it was just okay, go ahead. Right. You had to scar them and make them relive it. Um <laughs> AEW is collaborating with Director X for the history of revolution of a revolution documentary covering some of the underdog stories in the company that was previewed. That's got, uh, that was previewed on Dynamite this week. I don't know when the full documentary is coming out, but it looked very, very, very good, good from, from the trailer. You know, uh, have a good documentary at uh, SP. I, I know you do. We'll probably have to review that as well. Uh, Jay Cargill and Matt Seidel officially signed with AEW as well as have signed. Uh, they have reportedly signed Top Flight, according to Wrestling Observer. Uh, Cody Rhodes on AEW Restricted Podcast says that they are in different tiers of AEW contracts with individuals signing per show deals with guaranteed contracts as well as a separate tier. And the Chris Jericho is the highest paid contract on the books according to wrestling observer newsletter no aew talent are currently scheduled to be on the new japan pro wrestling wrestle kingdom 15 card and in regards to don Callis appearing on full gear tony khan told him that if it wasn't for jericho versus omega in new japan there wouldn't be an aew top guy jj do you see that there's any um chance of a aew and impact pro wrestling impact wrestling uh the chances of those two promotions working together absolutely absolutely and the funny is that aew is a very very open door company and you can see it like they're willing to pull people from all sorts of independent scenes they're willing to put them on their primary show they're like they're they're very very open to what fans want so all they need to do is hear enough of it, hear enough buzz, and get enough feedback that this is actually something that would work. And it's all game. Like, the only one, the last one that's going to probably get some steam out of this is probably going to be New Japan, which I'm actually happy about. 
because I I never thought that AEW needed New Japan to take to, to to take off. I never wanted that to take off like that because AEW felt like it was going to be a company that was going to be powerful on its own. So mm-hmm. partnering up with these smaller companies and giving the other smaller companies some notoriety, hell yeah, AEW would be with that. For sure. New Japan News, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling Super J Cup will be streaming via Fight TV. ROH News, ROH announces uh, their final battle 2020 pay-per-view will be on December 18th. Uh, Impact Wrestling News, the Rascals and Impact Wrestling apparently had an amicable split. Uh, The company did not offer the group enough money to re-sign them. That is why they are leaving. And in other wrestling news, MLW during their fusion for the restart announced the bracket for the 2020 Opera Cup. It's going to be Tom Lawler going one-on-one with New Japan Pro Wrestling's Rocky Romero. We're going to see Triple A's Laredo Kid going one-on-one with ACH. TJP will go one-on-one with the Dynasty's Richard Holiday, and Davy Boy Smith Jr. will go one-on-one with former MLW Heavyweight Champion Low Key. And in new free agency news, we got Marty Bell announced this week that she is no longer under contract for nwa and finally guys we're gonna end things off with wwe survivor series 2020 previews and predictions we'll kind of go through the preview and predictions very quickly but of course this is also the 30th anniversary of the undertaker and it's going to be the undertaker's final farewell if you guys follow me on Wrestling Daily, Wrestle2's YouTube channel live on Wednesday, me and the good brother Alex McCarthy, we debated uh, the greatest rival of The Undertaker. And we said that the Mount, we uh, he kind of did on his radio show, the Mount Rushmore, his Mount Rushmore for Undertaker opponents or rivals was HBK, Kane, Brock Lesnar and Triple H, and I argued taking off Triple H for mankind. Yo, I'm a winner. I kind of made. I I said you got it. Some shine, like don't do that. Like I give it a Brock, and let's get. I don't need to see Brock. No, I I can't I can't say you give away Brock because though that spans two generations, and Brock's feud with the undertaker really created brock as a top star and the the latter half of feud was kind of well the streak the ending of the streak that's like the biggest thing and then their 2015 run was uh very very critically acclaimed because they had really great matches i mean the only the the my gotta go dude with all due respect triple h gotta go that rivalry was completely one-sided until that 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 massacre of a show where Triple H finally beat him in the one last battle. Triple H had better matches with other people before him, so I wouldn't even put him in that whole like realm. But of course, you know he's the boss's son-in-law, whatever. So you know he's gonna be on like. You know, you, you already know why he's on this. Triple H, not Triple see, H. See, we can we can agree on things. See, I, I gotta I gotta send this part to Alex so he triple can see H, that. Not Triple H, not Triple H. Sorry. Why why leave out Mick Foley? That's not right. So, uh, an interesting one that I hear that I will ask you guys is, what do you think is the better? Shawn Michaels match not between 25 and 26 but actually this was a great point 
Which is better, Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 25 or the first ever Hell in a Cell at Bad Blood 1997 because of how much impact that had with being the first Hell in a Cell with their legendary feud with the debut of Kane? Which one was, in your opinion, better? I'll start with you, Chrissy. Hell in a Cell, duh. That's a no-brainer. Like, uh, let's, just, let's just call a spade a spade. I mean, whatever, whatever anyone else says i'm saying and i and i said what i said uh top guy jj spicy one spicy one i'm a fan i'm a fan of violence i'm a fan of violence so i mean (laughs) hell in a cell hell in a cell i mean that shit resonates hell in a cell resonates but i gotta go wrestlemania 25 okay friend wrestlemania 25 felt like the perfect wrestlemania match like, besides, to me, like, I, the only ones that I even put up even on that level is Kurt Angle and Shawn Michaels. Like, like that was perfection between a big guy and a small guy, and they fucking looked like they had 2,000 matches together. Like, that was synergy. That was synergy. That was just beautiful artwork by two of the greats. And as good as the match on 26 was... That they shit was so many pegs lower than 25. I, I say all three of those matches could be in the Undertaker's top five great greatest <laughs> matches Facts. ever. And they all give you something different. I think the best in-ring match is definitely 25. The most impactful and legendary has to be Bad Blood. But the one with the best buildup was 26. So if you want different things from each of those they each give you something different so i think you're you wouldn't be wrong any of those ways but i just had to ask you guys thank you for that (laughs) you're the one you can't really go wrong because they gave an ass kicking all matches to be honest they they always that is definitely in my opinion the undertakers put some respect on mick foley's name though Let's go. Put some respect on it, yo. Him and Undertaker has some like brute, like one of like some of mankind's like matches, like would make like trendsetters. Like he threw him off of a cage, friend. A cage. A, this man had a tooth up his nose for this man. Yeah, I think my best argument against, you know, picking Mankind over over Triple H is that everyone's going to remember the Triple H 27 and 28 matches, but both of their legends were already made at that time. The right. the whole the whole legend of Mankind and The Undertaker was made through their two-year feud from 96 to 98. So, oh, years like the the video packages alone can tell you a lot. Bro, that boiler room match. The boiler room match. People forget they were in the first ever boiler room match. They were in the first ever buried alive match. There's so, and then the Paul Bearer heel turn. There was so many layers to that mankind and, and Undertaker feud that he, 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 put some respect on his name. Yeah, put some respect on Mick Foley's name. I'm sorry. Don't, let's do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad we can agree on something. Yep. <laughs> Trudeau unity. Let's go to our predictions. We got six matchups on the tally for this Sunday. It is champion versus champion. First of all, the U.S. champion Bobby Lashley going one-on-one with Intercontinental champion Sami Zayn. Who wins this one, Raw or SmackDown, Zayn or Lashley? Chrissy Love. This this is my only Raw match that I'm going for, which is this one, which is Raw. uh, Top Guy JJ. I am surprised by this one. I'm definitely going with Sami Zayn. 
Really? I'm definitely going with Sami Zayn to win this hook, line, and sinker. Like, he is going to cheat the shit out of Bobby Lashley in this match. <laughs> Bobby. He is definitely Bobby. going. Bobby Sami Zayn is the smartest man in wrestling since he's returned. But Bobby right. Lashley has been the most protected heel on Monday Night Raw. I agree with Chrissy Love. Bobby Lashley is going to easily win this one. Um, we got champion versus champion yeah, once easily. again. Yes, easily. Easily. He's been he's been the most protected heel. He's been Brock Lesnar protected on Raw. I don't see him losing to Sami Zayn. Um, champion versus champion. It's going to be the Raw Tag Team Champions, the New Day, going up against SmackDown Tag Team Champions, the Street Profits. Let's start with you, Top Guy JJ. Yeah, this is this is when I flip back to the red brand. Like New Day said it New Day said it perfect, yo. All they do is yo, all they do is win. They come through and they win. Like they show up and win. They are going and this I think this is going to be the match of the night. I think this is going to be the match of the night right here and the New Day is going to pull this off. Miss Chrissy Love I agree. This might be the match tonight. However, I believe I de- believe we're going to be delivering those L's, and the Street Profits will win. Sorry, friend. They are not serving pancakes on Sunday. They are serving L's. I agree with Miss Chrissy Love once again. That's the Street L. Profits are going to get the win here to put over the younger team in the yes. to, for you. New Day to put over the younger team. <laughs> champion versus champion once again we got Asuka the Raw Women's Champion going up against Smackdown Women's Champion Sasha Banks I will pick first in this one I am only going to go by the rivalries on either show Asuka has none Sasha has two so two could get involved in this match so I'm going to go with Asuka getting the victory here who do you who do you have Miss Chrissy Love I wasn't bringing those as a factor she do have two two people that is Coming after her, which is the new Carmilla, which I'm really not. I'm not. I'm, I don't know what it is yet. I, I I ain't feeling it yet. I don't know. My finger ain't. I, my finger can't touch it. I don't understand it. I don't. I don't get it. But um, I said I'm going blue all night, so I'm going blue. I'm going Sasha. Who you got, Top Guy, JJ? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stay red on this one. I'm going Oscar on this one. Sasha's beaten her many many times already. Sasha has a bunch of victories over Oscar, and I just see Oscar turning the tide this time. I see, and this is damn. This is gonna be another fantastic match. This is gonna be a fun. This is gonna be another fantastic match. But I I wish I didn't. I wish I didn't see it so many times over the summer. I would be more excited for that match. Um, We. I don't mind it. I don't mind seeing these two go at it. Uh, we got the women's Survivor Series matchup. It's going to be team. Now this I mind seeing. We're going to be team Raw <laughs> of Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax, Lacey Evans, Peyton Royce, and Lana versus oh. Team oh. Team SmackDown: Bianca Belair, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, and two more to be announced. The team I... still ain't even complete, right? Yes. This, this shit is in three days. Yes. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. They gotta pack the show with mad shit for everyone to go through on Friday. Watch. Who, who and I have you, to talk about it for you guys to see. Who do you have, uh, Top Guy JJ? SmackDown is winning this shit. Yep. Like, the, the, yo, the Raw team is so trash. Yo, that. Oh my God, that team is awful. Like, oh. Shayna is not awful. 
Yeah, Shayna's like, the only bright no, side. No, they're not. No, Shayna is like it's like Shayna is mixed in there with a bag of shit. <laughs> like it, it's just no, all no's across the board. Who Smackdown. You, who do you got, Miss Chrissy Love? I got Smackdown for the win. Um, only because, um, my girl Bianca as Team Captain is going to bring Team Blue to the winning of this, and it's going to be one of her nights. Um, to bring. She probably will put Lana through a table. I don't know. Or maybe, you know what? No, Lana's going to go through a table because of her own teammates. So, therefore, um, I'm going Team Blue, SmackDown. Part of me wants to say that Lana gets put through a table and she comes in at the end and gets a cheap win to be the sole survivor. That kind of feels like how WWE would book this. But I believe they're going to see something in, in Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair, the sole survivor, and Team SmackDown wins. And to fill out the team, I think they're going to add in Natalia. She's been in all of these uh, qualifying matches. I think she's going to get in there somehow. And maybe Tamina. Who knows? Who knows? Um, the men's... Oh, she's injured? Who? Naomi. Yeah, she's injured. Um, men's... And she's on Raw. Uh, men's Survivor Series mm. matchup. It's going to be Team Raw of Keith Lee, AJ Styles, Sheamus, Braun Strowman, and and Riddle going up against Team SmackDown of Kevin Owens, Jey Uso, Seth Rollins, King Corbin, and one more to be announced. I am going to say, I'm going to say the to be announced is going to be Murphy, uh, and I am going to say that Team Raw gets the victory here with Keith Lee being the sole survivor. Who do you have, uh, Chrissy Love? I was going to say Team uh, no, team SmackDown and Jay being the final one. So can lead our tribal chief into winning this match. Um, JJ? If you're not sleeping. Hey, who the hell SmackDown winning this match? You see that team on Raw? Raw's okay. ridiculous. Stacked. That raw team is ridiculous. Man, shit. I'm gonna say raw, actually, raw Keith, is probably Keith gonna end up. Yo, I see survivors. Raw having three survivors at the end of this match. You think so? They're all gonna wipe the floor with this SmackDown team. Oh, that SmackDown oh, team is ass. Fair. That's not fair, friend. Okay, whatever. The best thing on that entire Raw okay. team is the is the is the Friday Night Messiah right now, and the rest of the team sucks. So no, Jey Uso is awesome. Jey Uso is real. My bad. Jey Uso, he's a he's a, he's a he's a servant. He's a servant. No matter. He's servant to our tribal chief. We're all servants to our tribal chief. Yeah, I know, but we're not in the Survivor Series match, are we? Hey, if we were, we would be favored because we are servants to the tribal chief. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know if that that raw team looking too ridiculous. I don't know how much we'd be favored. I'm surprised then, you didn't employ Matt Riddle. Well. I, 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 I think I think the two eliminators from Raw is going to be Braun Strowman is going to eliminate himself, <laughs> and, and and Matt Riddle will get actually eliminated. Yeah, I mean, I see, I see AJ getting eliminated. I see it's Keith Lee and Sheamus, all the sole survivors. But I love that Matt Riddle gave everyone name. That was that was a great segment. We never and he and he's dopey. Um, <laughs> of course, he is dopey. And then the main event, the match we all been looking forward to, which I will say, I wish they would have had a longer build up to this because this feels a lot bigger than than it's been given, you know, build for. But it is champion versus champion, the new WWE champion Drew McIntyre going one on one with not the Tribal Chief, 
our tribal chief, your tribal chief, everyone's tribal chief, the universal champion, Roman Reigns. So I think I think at this point it would be I, I think it's gonna be split at this point for me or two two or three two in favor of Raw, but I'm gonna go with the tribal chief, of course, Roman Reigns getting the victory in this one. Who you got, top guy? I think if I'm going right, I think I'm split as well right now. So this, wow, it's how there's no way the biggest star in the entire company is losing this match. Who's that? That our tribal chief, like uh-huh. the, king, the king of the WWE. As much as I want to go with that upset, I just don't see it. I don't see it. No, I don't no, see it. No Why would you make the tribal chief lose? He's on a like, run. It, 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 I mean, it is, it is kind of because, you know, Drew has been heavily protected. And the fact that he just lost to Randy and then just won the title back, it's, it's hard to see him losing here. But... It did that so, that's what makes this match that's what makes this whole card a one match show because this there, is the toughest one to choose. Dude, there's a thing, but there's something called on fire, and then there's something called in fuego. <laughs> Roman Reigns is in fuego right now. <laughs> like he he's on a different level right now. Like it's just how do you make him suffer a defeat at this point in time right now? Right. It's just exactly. hard to vision. It's hard to see it. It's too hard to see it. I agree there. So we all got Roman Reigns getting the victory. But I think even though the buildup has been weak, I think we can all agree that the performers that are on this card are going to deliver a fun show. And it should be good with WWE Survivor Series 2020 this coming Sunday. And that brings us to a close on True Hill Heat 101. I will announce now we are taking next week off. We got Thanksgiving. We got families and everything. So we're going to take one week off. So we'll be back in two weeks time. Time, but check out all the lineup going on on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel. You could check out our very special True Hill Heat 100 episode from last week if you haven't already. Definitely our biggest. Hmm? Not WrestleMania. <laughs> Absolutely, that's why it's called True Hill Mania. Absolutely, definitely our biggest episode yet with many fantastic past guests coming back and visiting us and wishing us uh, congratulations on a hundredth episode. We have a special Dark Power up on the YouTube channel reviewing Impact Turning Point with myself and Stat King. We have the latest True Rewind Wednesday Night Warriors Dark Power, J News Japan, Chrissy Love with SmackDown with the Lynches and Review of Honor are all up right now, as well as an all-new Dark Power, Wednesday Night Warriors, J News Japan, Review of Honor, True Rewind, and SmackDown with Delicious will be up either this weekend or early next week. Our WWE Survivor Series 2020 pay-per-view roundtable will be up early next week as well. You can also check out myself on my last appearance on Alice McCarthy's Wrestling Daily on WrestleTalk's Wrestle2 YouTube channel. And right now, as we talked about earlier we have our latest great debate this time talking about the better Undertaker rival between Triple H and Mankind in honor of his 30th anniversary Top Guy JJ, tell them where they can find you online On Instagram you can find me at TrueHill underscore Top Guy JJ at Facebook, I'm simply Justin Johnson and that is it, Twitter I have still yet to use (laughs) 
<laughs> like I've been getting followers like weekly all of a sudden, but I'm like, um, you're not gonna see shit, so you just might as well just unfollow me there. Hey, Miss Chrissy Love. Um, you can find me uh the station Miss Chrissy Love uh underscore on uh IG uh in uh, Twitter and on Facebook. I'm just Crystal Lynch uh and SmackDown with the Lynches. Absolutely. Always good stuff over there. Of course, you can follow us on Facebook, the True Hills group page. True Hill Heat is on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Our our, our promotion partners, Battle Club Pro, Warrior Wrestling, and Mission Pro Wrestling. You can check them out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well, as well as our good friends over at Wrestling Travel on all three platforms. You can subscribe Push the iCard down at the bottom of this video to subscribe to the True Hill Heat YouTube channel. Less than 145 subscribers away from that 1K mark. We got some merchandise to give away, so we want to hit that 1K mark by the end of the year to give to you guys. Give back to our supporters. So share this video. Comment down below. Tell us what you thought. Let us know what you think is the greatest Undertaker rival and what you think about this coming weekend Survivor Series for sure. Of course, subscribe to battle club pro warrior wrestling mission pro wrestling on youtube jimmy macaram my battery is dying as well and wrestle 2 youtube channel you can listen to true hill heat by uh on itunes soundcloud spotify wherever you listen to your favorite audio uh, podcasts so until true hill heat 102 in two weeks time we are signing off for true hill heat 101 Happy Thanksgiving to everyone watching for the resident True Hill alcoholic top guy JJ. For the princess of all the True Hills, Miss Chrissy Love. It is me. It is me. Your True Hill phenom, SP3. We are signing off for True Hill Heat 101. Until next time.